It's time for some overlooked stocks. George has the movers that you missed in today's session. Two energy companies and commodity trades on his list. But George, let's go to uh, the other one first, okay? You've got a company called Sonic Automotive, which not sure how it hasn't really entered our conversation yet, at least to my recollection, when we've been spending time talking about Carvana, CarMax, and all the used car businesses and now new vehicle delivery and ordering businesses. Where does this fit into that group? Yeah, it actually fits somewhere down the line, OJ, in all these other areas like uh, delivery business, used park, and new cars. But uh, Sonic, those who don't know, don't know it, it's about the sixth largest publicly traded uh, auto holding group. Uh, they have got 87 franchises for new vehicles, and they actually have now uh, a used vehicle franchise called Echo Park. Uh, you may have seen them, maybe not. They've got about 25 of these franchises across 12 states right now. But the catalyst for the, the business has really been an aggressive expansion this year uh, in terms of uh, the, the not necessarily the, the new cars, but we're talking about the used car market. Uh, luxury vehicles, about 10% of their total sales are higher end things like Bentleys and Ferraris. So nice. what I did notice is the company's got some pretty nice gross margins relative to some of their peers. So I'm going to call it more of a uh, higher price, lower volume auto seller relative to CarMax, which has about 225 locations. Uh, BMW, for instance, got about they have about 24% of total sales from BMW themselves. But they also have Honda and Toyota. And then actually recently, they, re they acquired another auto group car called FJ RJF Auto. This now was a $2.8 billion, $2 billion acquisition hmm. that adds about 33 more dealerships. And this actually now includes more volume with, uh, with of course, uh, autos like, uh, like Ford and, of course, uh, Chrysler and Jeep as well. So interesting company in the sense that um, it's got high gross margins, but it's growing really aggressively because if you look at their estimates for the used, par uh, sorry, the used car market, their Echo Park division, they actually see about 25% uh, total saturation in the United States this mm. year by the uh, the end of the year. And by 2025, they expect to be selling in their used car divisions across 90% of states uh, in the nation. This is the grower. They're growing about 50% uh, revenue growth year over year in their used car space, but also acquisitions to increase volume through the uh, the new vehicle space. So, so basically... It fits in line with the other uh, auto nations, car maxes of the world, but they do okay. sell higher end premium vehicles and are expanding aggressively in the used car space, which also includes delivery, uh, essentially not to your house, but to a used car location. So mm. essentially it's kind of like a Carvana, but you actually pick it up at one of their facilities. Got it, okay. All right, so that's a key difference there. Also another key difference is that Carvana, compared to all these, is uh, more expensive from a valuation perspective. And now we see, Sonic yep. going higher as Carvana's coming down. So they're meeting basically on their one-year performance pretty closely tied now, this race as we see on the chart, but a distinct outperformance over the last couple months where we've seen some of the growth year names uh, under pressure in this market. So an interesting way maybe to get exposure here to uh, uh, a different one of the group that seems to still have some momentum behind it, up 5.5% without a lot of news, but they did hire an industry veteran as their chief marketing officer for Echo Park. All right, George, let's keep it going here. You got a couple energy companies for us. Earthstone Energy, ESTE, big move today, 13%. Another acquisition story here. 
Yeah, so we're going to talk about this company, Earthstone, and of course, Comstock, which is basically giving us coverage of uh, Texas uh, oil and gas exploration and production. But this is Earthstone's uh, uh, an independent uh, oil and gas company. They do acquisition primarily, development, exploration, production, all upstream. Uh, and it's all onshore crude oil and natural gas. So they are basically benefiting from higher natural gas prices, higher crude oil prices. Their uh, primary areas are Midland Basins, which is West Texas, Eagle Ford, which is South Texas. And they did announce today another strategic acquisition to uh, acquire some privately held assets for about $73 million to increase uh, its Midland presence. So this, again, improves scalability and presence uh, and, of course, volume. And with that said, we got Truist actually raised their price target. This is an analyst firm now to 17 from 15. They've got a buy rating on the stock, and the consensus is around $15 for uh, for Earthstone. Uh, I did look at the company, and, and a lot of times, uh, OJ, we talk about companies that have a lot of debt that are highly leveraged. Now, yeah. high high leverage. Uh, what I mean by that, for those for people who don't know, it's really assets to equity, and also, of course, uh, including liabilities, which is debt. But those that typically have a lot of debt in the commodity space really get a, a huge uh, uh, sh shoot to the upside or boom to the upside because of prices of the underlying mm -hmm. commodity. But so when crude moves, uh, the Earthstone this and thing debt, goes berserk. Yeah, the, exactly. So their debt condition for Earthstone is actually pretty favorable. It's less than one times equity. Even if they hit 1.1 times equity this, this coming year, mm. uh, it's a situation where they're they're growing faster acquisitions, but it's not debt laden. And uh, it's it's done so via equity. Insiders are buying the stock mm. uh, and their production is expected to increase by about 75 percent. So I think uh, through acquisitions, through higher prices, you're getting some nice movement and very conservative movement, by the way, in this name relative to uh, to Comstock, which we'll talk about in a sec. Okay, George, uh, if uh, this is a higher beta play to crude and crude is broken out from the highs, then you'd probably be inclined to believe that this would eventually follow, which would put it back to at least $13.15. So 11 bucks here, pretty interesting uh, potential for the stock if WTI is going to be a good uh, indicator for this, which it probably will be. Uh, last one, George, Comstock, uh, what's the difference here? Why is this one on your list? So it's another oil and gas EMP company. This one's in the East Texas, Louisiana, North Dakota space. And uh, essentially a couple things to denote here. Uh, the revenue growth is improving significantly on a year over year basis. Uh, when it comes down to debt to equity, this is where you see this, uh, this bigger move, this bigger beta. Uh, they've got about two and a half dollars in debt for every dollar of equity. So ideally speaking, that's creating a little bit more of a uh, gearing effect in the equity especially with a company now that had revenues last year, 1.2 billion, but they actually lost about 340 million. Now, Goldman Sachs actually sees uh, the uh, a little bit more promise in the stock. They, they've got a price target now to 10 from 650, which actually matches the consensus. I think there are about 11 analysts that cover the company at around $10. But I think overall, uh, if you actually consider the debt conditions of the, of the business, I did find out that they refinanced a lot of their long-term debt all the way out to 2029. Okay. Uh, and I think uh, with higher prices, you're getting a higher return on equity right now. Also with the expectations of becoming more free cash flow positive or generating more free cash flow. And their expected revenue for the remainder of the year for total 2021 is about 1.8 billion. So you compare that to one and a half billion, we're actually seeing about 50% sales growth, better uh, financing conditions. You're getting the leverage on the equity, and that's why you're seeing the stock outperform companies like uh, Earthstone, which we said were pretty more, were, which actually were a little bit more conservative on the debt side, but that's why you're seeing a little bit of outperformance on, uh, on Comstock. 
a lot, 92.5% here over the six months yeah. past. Quite a mover, George. You found some high-flying energy stocks. I believe Nick Colas's description from DataTrek, he was on last week recommending small to mid-cap energy stocks. He said they were yeah. spicy. And I think that you have uh, yep. demonstrated us uh, why. Okay. All right. Thanks, George. Earthstone and Comstock, a couple bet. overlooked energy plays, and Sonic Automotive in the auto space.